0: Hello and welcome to the Navy Vegas podcast episode for week one recap and week or sorry week two recap and week three preview um Arden Hills as a community maybe maybe it's just me who feels this way and I've been filling the rest of the world in this way but it just feels We are in a somber mood Um, after what happened last week. If you did not catch it, I will talk about it later on in the podcast. Uh, We got about seven games to recap uh, and uh, only three games to preview. Um, the show is going to have relatively a lot to talk about. We are going to talk a little bit about the Bethel quarterback situation we're going to talk a little bit about um whether or not you should care about um, division3.com rankings um you know and uh we're going to talk about whether or not we need to recalibrate season expectations without further ado let's get right into the good stuff We got seven games to talk about now. If you have not listened to a show so far, this is how we do things. Uh, I got one game of the week, and I have the Bethel game. Um, I'm going to look into those games a little bit more in depth. Um, You know, I'm going to be talking about individual players and individual plays that um, were meaningful in that game and, you know, why a certain team won, why a certain team did what they did, you know kind of your standard game breakdown. The other games that happened, I'm just going to go quick. I'm going to give you the score, and I'm going to give you what my prediction was Um, during uh, last week's episode. uh, I'm going to tell you how much it's off. Man! I thought last week's episode was not great Uh, in terms of how far I was. Man, I was... I, I did not have a great average in terms of points I was off. We'll talk a little bit about why, because I think that number is a little, a little bit skewed. I don't feel bad about any of my projections. They just didn't really turn out to be true. Um, So let's get into it. University of Minnesota, Morris at Hamlin game, number one. Uh, I... Yeah, Hamlin, Hamlin won by 13. Uh, I thought Hamlin was going to win by way more. I was twelve off, not terrible. Uh, by the way, I aim for, you know, at at the most ten. That's that's my goal. That's what I want to average by the end of the year. I'm trying to, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, I I've never really done game projections and, and stuff, especially for Division three football. So you know, I'm I'm just I'm kind of learning as we go, and you know, it might be a slow process before you see these projections get really accurate. We're not quite there yet, but I'm trying I'm trying to get there. Um, you know. 12 off, game number one. Game number two, crown at Carlton. Carlton won this game by 64 points. Man. The Knights, I, I don't care what people say, man. The Knights are going to be a solid team this year. They have they have some games. They have some games that I'm I'm really pretty interested in. Um I think they might surprise some people. I was 24 off. I did not think that they were going to win this game by as much as they did. I had it at Carlton 40. Luther at St. Olaf. St. Olaf won this game by 28. Um, You know, uh, I thought they were going to win it by more. Um, 17 off there. Yeah, not great numbers. Just, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Martin Luther at McAllister. McAllister won this game by 36. I thought it was going to be relatively close. It wasn't. I was 26 points off. I thought McAllister was going to win that game by 10. Here we go. Here's the good part. Concordia at presentation. I still don't know if presentation is the right way to say that. And frankly, I don't really care. They're they're an NAIA school that is playing one team from the MIAC. I I don't I do not care. I I really do not care. But Concordia won this game by thirty nine. I was only one point off. I thought Concordia was going to win this game by forty. So that is the closest that I've gotten. Um, you know, I I want to I want to get one perfectly accurate projection per week now. And this week is maybe an exception cause I only have well, I, I you, know, I guess, yeah, I got four games to project and then five games to project every week. So yeah, it's gonna be harder to do that. Maybe the first two weeks was the week to do that. I wasn't really able to do that. All right, so now we got the game of the week and the the Bethel game to look at. Um, all right, game. Number one. Uh, Well, the game of the week first. And I don't think that this was technically the game of the week. It's just the game that was the biggest that Bethel didn't play in. University of Wisconsin, River Falls at St. John's. I had St. John's winning this game by 17. Um, I thought River Falls, it was pretty difficult to figure out what their team... Would actually be like um, St. John's only won this game by three points, by three points, and you know you kind of think to yourself, well, well, you know it might have been um, turnovers or it might have been, you know, St. John's still outgained them by, but my- no, University of Wisconsin River Falls. I'm just gonna say River Falls <laughs> at this point. I'm not. I'm not gonna waste my time with University of Wisconsin. Uh, River Falls outgained SJU 463.79. Now, a lot of people will point out, correctly, that River Falls um, gained many of their yards their last two drives of the game. Uh, they were down... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were down by, I believe, 18 points uh, the last two drives of the game. They scored 15... Um, you know, some people. Ah, that's that's garbage time. That doesn't well. I mean, St. John's didn't really pull anyone. River Falls didn't really pull anyone. This was this. These were possessions that St. John's um, had to do well in. Um, River Falls ended up um, kicking onside kick. St. John's recovered. They were able to run out the clock with twenty seconds left. But overall, man. Um, it's, uh... I... I don't know. I don't know. Heck, I've been saying... I've been saying for, um... A good amount of time, for pretty much all four weeks this podcast has been a thing, I think... That much of the media that is covering St. John's and Division Three football... Um... I think that they way overestimate how good of a team St. John's is. Even with even with their win over Whitewater, I think that was a sloppy win. Um, You know, I think they were able to capitalize on turnovers, which is a good thing. You know, you want to be able to capitalize on turnovers, but, you know, they didn't really have those long, sustained drives that I personally look for um, trying to decide whether a team is good enough. And that's not saying that that win didn't mean anything. By the way, this is important to mention, Whitewater did end up just beating... Um, Mary Hardin Baylor, I think it was Mary Hardin Baylor. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was it was the number t- number one team in the country. I didn't really look that far into it, but they did beat the number one team in the country. So I mean, in terms of those numbers, in terms of those statistics, yeah, that does matter. But um, in terms of how talented this team is, I don't I don't think that St. John's is is quite. Um, I I obviously think they're really talented. I don't think they're quite as talented as uh, a lot of people say they are. Um, you know I think that people like to look at that nice clean ten and zero record last year and um, well ten and zero in the regular season, eleven and one overall. Still, you know a a nice looking record. You know two wins over Bethel. I think I think they like to see that. I don't think that they. Hmm, I don't know. I, I don't really know how quite to put this. I don't think that they really look into how those games exactly were played out. I think that if St. John's was the quality of team that people say that they were last year. Um, then I don't think that as many uh, games would have been that close or they wouldn't have um, lost what they lost the amount of games that they did, which, which was one, but, you know, I don't think that they should have lost that game if they were that quality of team. Um... So, yeah, I think I think, I think, think this says something. I think this says something. Now, a lot of the same people, I don't think that they're going to look that far into this game, because St. John's didn't end up losing, but, ultimately, again, when you're trying to evaluate the quality of teams, whether or not St. John's lost or not doesn't really matter. I mean, it, 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 do, it, 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 it does matter. I'm not saying that winning and losing doesn't matter. It, it completely matters. It's the only thing that matters. But when you're evaluating teams, trying to figure out the overall quality of a team, it doesn't matter as much. Um, yeah, uh, some notable players to mention, to mention from St. John's. I'm going to screw up this pronunciation. Metria... Feliu ...Falu... I, I... I'm not going to waste my time telling you how that's spelled. You can look it up for yourself. I don't know how it's pronounced. Could I have found it out? Maybe. But uh, all this research was... Had, had to be done relatively quickly. Ah, uh, he made Division Three Team of the Week honors and Mayak Defensive Player of the Week honors with 11 tackles, 3.5 tackles for loss, and 1.5 sacks. All of his tackles for loss, um, adding up to 11 yards lost for River Falls. Huge impact player, um, River Falls. Ah, uh, now if if it's kind of a little bit revealed. Later in the year that River Falls is actually a much better team than that than we thought that they were. I think this is gonna be the reason. Caleb Blaha. I think his name is Blaha. That's how it looks. Maybe it's said different. You you can never tell. You can never tell with names. This is that's that's like my least favorite thing about making this show, man. Uh, quarterback for River Falls went 26 for 39 with 275 passing yards. Pretty good. Three touchdowns, and on top of that, 130 rushing yards. Very good. Very, very, very good. Um, he just absolutely tore into the St. John's defense, which is not at all easy to do. Um, I know, I know I've been saying that St. John's is overrated. Don't get me wrong. I think St. John's is a really talented team. I think St. John's is a really good team. Um... It's not, it's not an easy thing to put up those kinds, kinds of numbers against any St. John's. I don't care what year you're talking about, in the last decade or so. After that, I, I don't really know that much about um, the Mayak and St. John's and Bethel and whatnot because I wasn't really following it. I went to my first Bethel game in uh, 2010, 2011, something like that. Um, and another notable player to mention, Connor Murphy. Kicker for Saint John's, uh, my special teams play of the week four for four on point after attempts and a thirty-nine yard field goal attempt that was good that ended up being the difference in the game. So that was River Falls at Saint John's. Um, I think we'll learn later in the year. Uh. What this game ended up meaning, if Saint John's really isn't as high quality of a team as some of the members in the media are building them up to be, um, or if River Falls is just a really solidly good football team, which is very possible. I mean, they looking at the numbers, they looked great. They looked great. I don't really keep track of the act that much, but you know, um heck i might i might keep traveling a little bit this year it's it it looks to be a little bit interesting there's a lot of teams in the mix um there's you know there's a lot of my teams that played them so you can a little bit learn um how much that win was you know how much that win meant um yeah i, I don't think i'll go as far to actually watch watch any games but you know i look at scores and whatnot um i already did for the Whitewater and Mar- Mary Harden-Baylor's game, so step in the right direction. <sighs> Alright, um, we're at about 16, 24, the recording right now. Um, I'm going to stop the recording for a 2nd we are going to take a, I don't know, what, how long is it, like 10 seconds? However long it is, however long the break is, we're going to take that much of a break. And then we are going to um, really get into a somber somber mood. I don't I don't even know if that's the right. I never really know what somber meant I, I mean I, I kind of know what it means but it's I don't I couldn't give you a dictionary definition. I might not be saying that right but yeah it's it's gonna get a little bit depressing. We are going to talk about the catastrophe at Platteville for Bethel. Um, let's talk about why what happened happened. So I shall see you then. All right. So, uh, if you could hear that, I was pounding my fist into my hand. Because last week was it was just ter- it was just terrible to watch. Let's just rip off the band-aid. Let's just get into it. Bethel lost on the road to University of Wisconsin, Platteville, ten to seven. Why am I saying that robotically? Because it's really hard to um really hard to say that without uh, really getting emotional about not emotional but you know uh emotionally I eh, I don't know what the word is but you know it's it's just I don't know it's just it's just a little bit depressing uh, I thought this is a game that we were gonna win um I if you listened last week I Kinda had three t- final score projections. Um, it wasn't clear if Jaron Rossy, uh, quarterback for Bethel, for those of you who don't know, uh, it wasn't clear if he was going to be in the game or not. Um, I from like the little that I saw, I thought he was. Apparently, he wasn't. I I think he should be back for the game against Saint John's again. The little information I know, I can tell you this much. This is... Pretty much confirmed. Um... He... His arm is not broken anywhere. Um... Yeah, like 99.9% accuracy on this. Uh, It was his left arm that was injured. Not his right arm. Which is huge. See, his right hand in terms of throwing. Um... And... Uh... I think Steve Johnson said that he's going to be relatively okay, relative to what? I I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell. You. I don't know. I don't, he wasn't comparing him <laughs> to anything relative to worst case scenario, which is missing the rest of the season. Well, I mean, anything short of that would be relatively okay. Missing, I mean, making it to week eleven against um, TBA. Uh, that would be a better case scenario than what worst possible is. But um, either way, I thought from what I heard last week, I thought he was going to be in the game. wasn't in it. I'm pretty sure you'll see him against St. John's in a couple weeks. I'm I I I I really I really think, but based on what I've heard, I I highly doubt that he would be out. If he is out, though, man, we are in. We're in, we're in trouble. We are really in trouble. But his backup comes in. Um, I had, if if Rosti was in the game, I had them winning by 30. If his backup was in, I would have him winning by 10. So I split the difference. I said 20. Now, why did I have 10? We're going to throw out 20 and 30 right now. Um, Even though the number is officially 23, because my official prediction was 20. I'm not cheating. Um, my, my projection that I gave was 20. I was trying to get as close as I could get. Um, now the reason that I said 10 is cause I thought when I saw George Bolt play, um, at, or not at Platteville, but versus Platteville, um, you know, once he was able to get comfortable, he looked great. He looked great. I mean, he ended up having a I th- I think he had like a 60 some, percent um accuracy for the whole game and the first and the, like the first half of the game before you know bethel was able to get a solid lead you know he he looked terrible but then after the uh, 57 yard touchdown to joey kidder he looked fantastic it was it was it was it was great to watch it was great to see um so i thought i thought we were going to get that version of, of george bolt I thought that he had kind of gotten comfortable and I thought that would carry over to the next game foolishly. Um all right, you know what? This next part of the podcast, I'm going to set a timer for 5 minutes. I don't want to go any time over it because it would just it it would just not be right. It would just not be right to spend any more time than 5 minutes. I don't think it's going to I don't think he even has a shot of lasting that much anyways. So, George Bolt went 8 for 27 um, during the game against Platteville. Uh, with two interceptions, one passing touchdown, uh, and 76 yards overall. Um, it's, it's really, really like, I I never want to just put a loss down to one guy. And for the record, I don't exactly think it was down to one guy. I think, um, you know, I think the offensive line wasn't quite up to the standard that they've put out last week. And what last season was, um, there was a couple of drops from the wide receivers, uh, I think the rushing attack definitely could have been a little bit better. Um, the one fumble we had was kind of at a bad time. and you know the the missed field goal at the end of the game, I think it was about 41 yards. that would have been nice if it made it. It was blocked um but I don't know it didn't it didn't look like it was gonna make it in the first place. It, I, I think it probably would have been short. But I don't know. it's It's hard to it's hard to figure that out when you're watching this online. I, I was not at the game. I was watching it. Um, actually, still on campus, but online. Yeah, I I I still think though, despite all of that, I still think if George Bolt would have just performed just a little bit better, just a little bit better. I mean, and and the score definitely proves this. You know, you run just one drive that's just a little bit better. Just a little bit better than the rest of it. I think Bethel it might I mean it it still definitely would have been close if if you only performed a little bit better. But um it would have it would have they would have gotten the win and you and they won't have to face any any of this crap that they're getting from losing this game. I'll get into that a little bit later. After I talk about this, after I do the, uh, breakdown. But, I went back and I looked at every time that George Bolt ever appeared in a game. Uh, starting with his appearance at North Park last year. Um, and you know, it's a little bit funny. and ah, that just seems cruel to say. But it's just, it's just... Unfortunately, telling man and I, 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 I hate to just t- talk bad about a college kid, but th- I'm th- there. These, these are just the numbers, man. Um, he came in in a bunch of garbage time scenarios last season, and he was great. He was great in those scenarios. About sixty some percent, um, completion percentage. Now, granted, those aren't against their best, um. Their best players, a lot of them... A lot of the times, it's against their backups, but... Um... You know, he was great. Regardless. And, you know, he wasn't making a bunch of bad throws. Then, he comes in at the end of the St. John's game. Needs to just pick up one first down. Bam! Where my champion's dream accomplished. Wasn't able to get it. And then, the rest of that game happened. Um... And then he came in against Flatbill at the beginning of the game. It was tied. He looked terrible. Until, you know, he was making bad throws all over the place. I feel like, you know, the rushing game just kind of d- dragged him along. Until he made that pass to Joey Kidder. He's wide open, running free to the end zone. Then he was great. He was great the rest of the game. Then this last game. Terrible, terrible. I mean, it just—it's just so apparent. And I got thirty seconds left on this timer. It's just like he's—he's he's just proved that he—he he just, unfortunately, he just can't play when it matters. And it's—I—I I, again, I—I I, I hate to say it, I hate to say it. I do, but it's just—it's just—it's just what we've seen. You know, it's—it's it's what we've seen and. Unfortunately, our record's now 1-1 because of it. Timer has now officially expired. Officially expired. Might have heard a little bit of alarm there. Um, if you did, I don't care. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, the O-line could have been a little bit better. Um, it seemed like Platteville was getting a lot of pressure on Bolt. Maybe making him feel not as comfortable. Maybe forging some of those bad throws. Um which also then caused the rushing game then to be not as great. Uh, they definitely tried to, now getting on the defensive side, um, the first three drives of the game and throughout the game, they definitely tried to respect the great passing attack of uh, Platteville, which is understandable. And because of that, they were able to get a lot of, you know, just like three or four yards on the ground. And they were able to pound the ball a lot during those first three drives, um, and they scored all 10 all ten points in the first three drives. After that, though, they clamped down. They absolutely clamped down on Platteville, maybe excluding, uh, I think, their second-to-last drive of the game. Um, so yeah, overall, I think the defense was pretty great. Um, let me pull up the team stats. Um so overall yardage in this game, 162 to 262 Platteville out gained us. Um 262 yards against this team. You know, if you if you do exclude those first 3 drives, um you know, it's it's not bad. Not saying that those first few drives don't count, you know. I don't want to um, I don't want to have a double standard after what I talked about how the last couple of drives from uh, River Falls didn't count. They Those still weren't great, but, you know, I think what we saw from the defense was promising. Uh, they, By the way, Platteville also had a backup quarterback in the game. Their quarterback was out for the whole game. Um... So you might be saying, "Oh, well, I mean, they had a backup quarterback too. How can us having a backup quarterback? How can that affect them?" Well, his their guy went 10 for 20, 0 interceptions, 160 yards. Just a little bit different uh, than what Bolt did. But you know, it just it was just disappointing to see because I know that this team is should be able to beat that team and I realized why they weren't able to and you know the, the the with the current circumstances, I know why they weren't able to, but I know if <laughs> Frosty's in the game, like it, it's it's not even close. I don't think so. It's just it's just really it's it. I mean, man, that's 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 just how football goes. That's just how football goes. Sometimes you get someone out for a game, and then you know, whole games, whole seasons, they can just they can just. Bam, they're just gone you know it's just it and it's it's a part of uh I'm not gonna say injuries are a part of what make this sport great but it's part of what makes it unexpected all right you know what that's that that's enough that's enough time talking about last game I don't think there's much to be learned from that game um besides the fact that Ross Ross needs to stay healthy Rossy needs to stay healthy for the rest of the year. That that should go without saying. But yeah, there's not that much to be learned from that game. Overall, even though they did lose and even though it's a team that they should have beat, it's they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be fine talent-wise. Um so let's now talk about the actual consequences of that game. What did do, what does this mean? What does this mean uh, going forward? Do we have to readjust um what we want this team to do for the rest of the year. Um, here's what I think. Yes and no. Um, I think at, at the beginning of the season, I I had this team going nine and one, which would most likely be a split over split with Saint John's, um, and you know about uh half and half shot. I think I had it as at a Miak Championship. Because it does come down to one game this year. Um, I, man, I think that we don't have to recalibrate any expectations Um, as much as how far this team is going. We still have everything to play for. We still have a Mike championship to play for. We still have, you know, beating St. John's, which I really want to do. To play for we still have we still have every aspiration in the division three playoffs to hope for to play for but that being said if they do I mean well I guess with the other goals not really but that division three playoff goal now that's gonna get a little bit more tight because before you know you could maybe afford to go nine and one lose the mya championship game, but you know, win the rest of your nine games, and you'll be fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe even eight and two with two losses to St. John's it happened last year. You know, you'd be fine. You'd make the playoffs and um, see what you can do. I mean, you're gonna have to play those great teams anyway, so might as well just get them over with, playing the first round. But um, I think uh, now that this loss is in there, um, you know, the the committee. From my understanding, doesn't really care if a quarterback was out for a game or not. Um, so they need to they need to win the Mike Championship. They can technically afford to go like eight and two, lose a game to St. John's, um, and then win all your divisional games, and then beat St. John's in the Mike Championship game. They can do that, but they they need to win all four divisional games, which shouldn't be that hard. But they need to win all four of those games. If they if they don't, then I mean they have they have bigger problems to worry about. And then that last game against St. John's that means everything. That means everything. Heck, I even think that, that now, like if you want to make like percentage odds of Bethel winning the Miami championship, I even think it goes up a little bit after this because you know if you're going to the Miami championship game nine and zero as opposed to eight and one. It's it's going to mean a little bit less because if it's eight and one, you know everything's on the line. If it's nine and zero, oh, yeah, it means a whole lot, but it's ju- it's just not the do or die situation that it is. If it's if it's nine if it's nine and zero, oh. um, not by that much. Though. I don't think it goes up that much. I don't think this is going to be this is anything to be celebrated about uh, that they lost this game, but you know, um was like on the sunny side of life. Uh, now let's talk about the immediate effects of this loss. Now there's really only one thing to talk about since this is a non-conference game, which is Division Three rankings. Bethel dropped from 11 to 21 in the latest Division Three dot com poll. Well, I got to get that poll pulled up online um now what 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 does that mean what does that mean to go down 11 to 21 well here is how the poll works i'm going to read the description from division3football.com the d3football.com top 25 is voted on by a panel of 25 coaches sports information directors and media members from across the country and is published weekly points are awarded on a 25 24 23 22 etc basis um there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there about what you should rank teams based on. Um now that seems kind of stupid, but there's there's a lot of different criteria you can rank teams based off of. There's two kind of main um ideas of what a poll should be. The first is um just a top twenty five ranking of which teams are the best at the sport of football 25 teams in division three here's number one through 25 you know here's who we think would 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 win um if they played each other um the other is merit based so you know it's it's resume based it's strength of schedule it's you know wins and losses and um what it looks to be right now, because you would, I think, I think personally, you'd be foolish to drop Ethel ten spots for losing a game with your starting quarterback out. Even though Platteville had they had their quarterback out, not all backup quarterbacks are created equally. I think I think that would be foolish. Um, so maybe you say, "Oh, maybe it's a merit-based poll." Well, then why the heck is North Central? number one, and St. John's is number two. St. John's has beat Whitewater and River Falls, who currently are the number four and number 17 team, respectively. The best resume out of anyone. And North Central has beaten has beaten Wabash. They blew out a team called Wabash. Their mascot is actually called the, the Little Giants. That's their actual real mascot, and their stadium is called Little Giant Stadium. That's Kind of a fantastic fact. But either way, if it's Merit-based, then St. John should be ahead of North Central. There's there's just inconsistencies in this poll, and from my understanding, they don't really tell the people that are voting for this, you know, what you're supposed to be um ranking these teams based off of. So in conclusion, I don't care i i do not I d I I d I don't I don't care that that will drop ten spots. Is it unfortunate? Yeah. But the beauty of this poll is if you move up, you can celebrate it. There's nothing wrong with that. You can celebrate the fact that Bethel moved up from thirteen to eleven last week. Great. When you move down, eh. Who cares? You know, it's it's not it's not even really clear on what it's on in the first place. And, you know, frankly, I like I I understand it too because you know, I don't expect all these people to be keeping track of every single division three team that closely and you know keeping track of who's injured and who's not you know I I, I completely understand. I, I don't I don't even know if all twenty of these people all all, all twenty five people of these knew that Rossi was out in the, in the first place. I don't blame them if they didn't know. You know? Um so yeah that's my thoughts about that now. Moving on. Moving on from week two, we're going to close the book on this chapter, which feels really good to say. Moving on to week three, this is the bye week for Bethel. This segment's going to be a little bit shorter. I am going to stop the recording for a little bit, then I shall return. I shall come back you my projections for week three, which should be a little bit shorter than all the other projections, even the game of the week. All right. Week three projection time. We got four games to talk about. Um, same as the other weeks, I'm only going to give you a final score projection for three of them. And then for the last game, the game of the week, I will go a little bit more in depth. A little bit more in depth. Um let's get into it. Saints Scholastica at Crown. I considered actually making this the game of the week. I thought about it. I didn't really have the guts to have Saint Scholastica and Crown a game of the week for anything though. That's that yuck. Yuck. That that should that should never be a sentence ever said, and I just said it, which if you threw up by that, I apologize. Um, I don't know, grab a mop or something. Uh Saints Glasgow wins game by ten. Which would be their first ever win as a Mayak program. Um I somehow still have doubts that they'll be able to do that after their week one game, which was an even fifty to zero blowout. But you know, they're coming off the bye. Crown just played two Mayak schools in a row. Who knows? Who knows? I yuck. Augsburg at Martin Luther. Augsburg wins by 30. Don't expect it to be very close. University of Minnesota Morris at Carleton. A lot of these teams that they're playing non-conference, by the way, have been playing... A lot of them have, have already played two MIX schools. Um, some of them have played one. Crown has played two MIX schools. Car- uh, University of Minnesota Morris has played two MIX schools. Martin Luther has played a MIX school. Kind of interesting. Um... I have Carlton winning by 55 against University of Minnesota Morris. And now the game of the week. The moment you've all been maybe waiting for. Last week, I hinted at this being a pretty big game. I considered going to this game. Making the drive to St. Peter. Um. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good because last week, University of Wisconsin Stout lost 27 to 0 against Wartburg. Wartburg had a few more votes than them in the D3 poll. Um, Stout only has one vote now, which even that seems to be a little bit much. Uh, Yeah, before that, Gustavus and Stout were right next to each other in the Division 3 poll. Um, I know it's weird that I'm talking about the poll that much when I literally just did a whole segment talking about why you shouldn't care about the poll, but you know, it just, it ju- it just is what it is. It's, it's still not a bad ranker. You know, it's not terrible. It's the best one that there is probably. I mean, it's, it's the only one there is. So that's, that's what I had to go off of. Um, and I, I don't hate division three football.com by the way. I, I think it's a fantastic website. It's, it's very easy to use. they have, they have The uh, Around the Nation podcast, by the way, if you're looking at just Division Three podcasts, to look at is fantastic. I'd highly recommend it. Um, Yeah, I don't don't, don't hold anything against them. I just think that the poll is not. It's it's. I mean, it 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 is what it is. Um, yeah, I have the winning this game by 24. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have that much like detail to go into this game. I think that Stout losing twenty-seven to nothing last week kind of gives you detail enough. But what they, uh, Levy Hammer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. If Stout does end up winning, he's probably going to be a key player. He was uh, second-team All-American for Stout with four catches for thirty-eight yards last Saturday. Um, you know, if if he if he really blows up, if he can. You know, I mean, it it would it would probably take some other players on Stout being really good, and they'd have to respect them. And you know, it's just, it's, a, it's it 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 would be a process for Stout to win this game eventually. Also, Gustavus coming off the bye, um, unlike Stout. Uh and uh, Gustavus looked great against Buena Vista. Yeah, I don't I don't expect this to be very close at all. It might even be twenty four to zero, honestly. Uh, Stout last week gave up 11, 182 rushing yards, one hundred and eighty-two passing yards. That's a great stat, by the way. It's, it's 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 clean, it's nice, it's even, it's easy to break down, easy to talk about. Um yeah, I I don't I don't have much to say about that one, man. I I, I, I have to say this just getting away with this one clean and it just it just I know I said we would stop talking about week one, but man, if Bethel, if Bethel could just just do a little bit better and win that game, we could have swept the Wyack. It would be it would be fantastic. It would be magnificent. You know, a sweep over the Wyack. You know, like think think about that for a second, but we just just didn't do it. We just didn't do it. <clears throat> Alright, that has been the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't then I don't know well I mean you listen to this whole thing so I don't know maybe look in the mirror Does that make sense I, I don't know um yeah I hope you enjoyed it uh, we will be back next week to recap week three the little that there is to talk about it and preview week one the Mayak opening week Bethel and St. John's to talk about and the game of the week, which honestly, I'm looking at I have no clue what I'm going to pick for the game of the week based off of what that game is you know but yeah, I shall see it, y'all next week go Royals